0: Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. UK politician accused of conflict of interest over Cayman Islands and British Virgin Islands legal work. ExxonMobil Mobil in talks with SBM to build Fort floating production storage and offloading vessel despite no government approval. Jamaican environmentalist calls on government of Guyana and its Environmental Protection Agency to share Yellowtail environmental impact assessment findings with other Caribbean territories. And Sonidex agrees to sell its Puerto Rico solar operations to ArcLight Infinigen platform. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Friday, November 12th. We start our report today with a look at a conflict of interest case against UK Member of Parliament's work in the Cayman Islands and the British Virgin Islands. The Cayman Compass reports that Jeffrey Cox, The UK Conservative Member of Parliament and lawyer who successfully defended former Cayman Island Premier McKeith Bush in his three-week corruption trial in 2014 has come under fire in the UK for his legal work in the overseas territories. The former UK Attorney General has been referred to the Parliament Commission for Standards in the House of Commons for appearing to conduct private business from his Westminster office allegedly used his parliamentary office to advise the government of the British Virgin Islands in a commission of inquiry, an ongoing corruption probe set by the UK government in the territory. Labor Deputy Angela Rayner wrote to Standards Commissioner, Catherine Stones to ask for guidance on beginning a formal investigation. Rainer called the use of the parliamentary office an egregious, brazen breach of rules. As a successful barrister, Cox has become Britain's highest earning Member of Parliament. In addition to his 82,000 pounds as a parliamentarian for the Torridge and West Devon constituency, he has earned more than 1 million pounds in legal work in the last year alone, including for his client, the British Virgin Islands government. According to footage obtained by the Times, Cox appeared in a remote hearing to defend the British Virgin Islands in the corruption case from his parliamentary office. This could violate the Code of Conduct for Members of Parliament, which states, Members shall ensure that their use of public resources is always in support of their parliamentary duties. Cox, in a statement on his website, defended his work in the overseas territory, noting that he obtained the approval of the Attorney General's office prior to accepting the role. The Labor Deputy Leader Rayner accused Cox of further of interest because of his parliamentary intervention in 2018 against an order in council that threatened to establish public registers that benefit ownership in the overseas territories. Cox opposed the section in the Sanctions and Anti-Money Laundering Act stating that it broke a promise to the Cayman Islands that the UK government would not impose legislation without its consent. During the debate of the bill Cox said in 2009 we gave the people of the Cayman Islands a solemn pledge in this house we said we will not legislate for you in these areas of public responsibility without your consent by this measure today endorsing public ownership registers for the territories we are breaking that promise to them and it is beneath the dignity of this parliament to do away with that promise and that pledge of good faith. Newspaper The Guardian reported this intervention on behalf of the Cayman Island came only a few months after he earned more than 43,000 pounds for work carried out for two Cayman law firms. Crowder News reports that SO Exploration and Production Guyana Limited, ExxonMobil Guyana, is currently in talks with Dutch floater specialist SBM Offshore for the construction of another multi-billion dollar floating production storage and offloading vessel. That vessel is for ExxonMobil's Guyana's fourth and largest oil field development, which is to operate in the Stabrook block at the Yellowtail site to comprise of 67 wells, production and reinjection. Notably, the company only on Thursday wrapped up its public scoping exercise via a Zoom session to inform its environmental impactment assessment studies, after which the Guyana Environmental Protection Agency would, after an assessment, decide on whether to provide environmental authorization. According to the International Report, it's the talks include the potential for some future platform assembly in Guyana. Crider News understands that discussions include potentially made in Guyana requirements to build part of future production units. According to a Reuters report, which attributed the sentiments to Guyana's vice President Baharat Jagdeo, we are hoping that more and more of the components would be fabricated in Guyana. He said this week, it was noted that the deal for fabrication of the latest floating production storage and offloading vessel was would be within six months. Netherlands-based SPM Offshore has been awarded Exxon contract to build Guyana's first three floating production storage and offloading vessel, namely the Liza Destiny for the Liza One oil field and the Liza Unity currently being hooked up to the subsea installation, while the third development, per Yara, is well underway. That oil field will be produced using the floating production storage and offloading vessel prosperity, another of the production vessels that ExxonMobil has proceeded with constructing even before receiving government's approval. The company has in recent years been coming under increasing public scrutiny and receiving criticism over its high-handed approach towards projects in Guyana, with negotiations being done for project costs to be recovered through cost oil and for which the Guyanese authorities have little to no input. This is much illustrated in the current situation where the company is already in talks with a Dutch ship builder even before it completes the public scoping exercises locally Exxon has said it sees potential for installing 10 floating production storage and offloading vessels in its massive straybrook oil block which encompasses 6.6 million acres of off Guyana's coast. The first six vessels are expected to bring the country's daily production rate to some one million barrels of oil and gas per day by 2027, consortium member Hess Corp said last month. In other related news, Straybrock News reports that Jamaica environmentalist Diana McCauley has called for the government of Guyana and its Environmental Protection Agency to hold off on approving ExxonMobil's Yellowtail well in the Straybrock block until it shares the findings of the Environmental Impact Assessment with other Caribbean territories. McCauley's call came last night during a consultation on the Yellowtail Environmental Impact Assessment hosted by Guyana's Environmental Protection Agency and the consultancy firm Environmental Resources Management. Environmental Resources Management's Todd Hall presented the virtual gathering with a number of scenarios in relation to unplanned events it explored during the compilation of the environmental impact assessment. Those on-plan events include potential oil spills at the Yellowtail development. The gathering heard that an oil spill, whether mitigated or unmitigated, has the potential to impact a number of Caribbean territories, along with the northwestern coast of Guyana. Hall explained that it would be a long travel for an oil spill to affect other regions on Guyana's coast. Sonidex, the global solar-independent power producer, announced a 100% ownership transfer of its interest in the Puerto Rico operation to arc-like Infinigen renewable Platform. The transaction includes Sonadex USA Limited, Sonadex Solar Puerto Rico, Sonadex Solar Puerto Rico Holdings Limited, and Sonadex Solar Puerto Rico Holdings 2 Limited. The Puerto Rico operation is comprised of two operating solar PV plants, Oriana and Horizon, totaling 73.2 megawatts, and a dedicated operating and asset management team, plus other entities pursuing additional solar and battery energy storage in Puerto Rico. The Puerto Rico operations will conduct business under the Infinigen name, closing, After a decade present in Puerto Rico, we have decided to move our operations away from the island to focus on our sustainable growth strategy in other markets in the USA, said Axel Theman, CEO of Sonidex. Commenting on the transaction, ARK Light's managing partner and founder, Dan Rivera's, said this transaction represents the first acquisition by our Infinigen renewable platform, an attractive opportunity to back the premier renewable asset owner operator and developer in Puerto Rico. The transaction is expected to close in two stages between December 2021 and March 2022, subject to customary regulatory approvals and closing conditions. On this transaction, Sonidex was advised by DLA Piper as primary legal counsel, while Latham and Watkins serve as primary legal counsel to ArcLight. Sonadex Power Holdings Limited, together with its subsidiaries, is a global solar-independent power producer with a proven track record in delivering high-performance cost competitive solar photovoltaic plants to the market. Sonadex develops, builds, owns, and operates solar plants globally. Sonidex continues to expand its global footprint across the Organization for Economic Corporation and Development countries with almost 350 solar plants in operation, as well as several hundred megawatts under construction or various development stages in Italy, France, Spain, the USA, Chile, South Africa and Japan. Arclight Capital Partners, LLC, is one of the leading energy infrastructure firms. Founded in 2001, the firm helped pioneer an asset-based approach to investing in the energy sector. ArcLike has invested approximately $25 billion in 113 transactions since inception. Based in Boston, ArcLike has a deep track record of investing in businesses and assets that contribute to a decarbonized future, closing its first renewable power deal in 2003 with over $4 billion invested in renewable power transactions since then. Enumeration for Grenada's National Population and Housing Census has begun. Officers from the Central Statistics Office of Grenada will visit communities in St. Mark, St. John, St. Andrews, and parts of St. George. Teams will be dispatched to the other parishes in the coming days and weeks. Residents have the option to conduct their census interviews via telephone, with this being the mode adopted in light of the COVID-19 pandemic. However, a field officer must visit their home to acquire the correct contact information for doing so, as well as other basic information about the household. The census period runs from November 10, 2021 to April 30, 2022. And finally, the long-awaited calendar detailing the list of events for the 50th staging of St. Kitts and Nevis National Carnival has been released with a number of showings that are expected to be a hybrid of live and virtual events beginning Saturday, November 13th. Activities for Sugar Mass 50 are under the theme, Sugar Mass 50, Fun, Vibe, Energy. A sneak peek of the calendar was released on Monday and the official release took place on Wednesday, where the chair of the National Carnival Committees, Shannon Hawley, detailed what is expected for each event. This year, we have a hybrid. We know we've been in the middle of a pandemic and we've been working with the task force. We want to ensure that at the end of the day, everyone is safe and we are having a live audience, she said. We still have the opportunity to go virtually at every event that we are hosting this year. You will have the opportunity to log on and view all the National Carnival events. Some of the major events and finals will be pay-per-view. However, the majority of the shows will be free to view online. Sugar Mass 50 officially ramps up on January 3rd with the Sugar Mass Awards. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup for Friday, November 12th. I'm Keisha Wallace. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com and follow us on Facebook.